Welcome to Straight Edge, the podcast. My name is Clive Allwright, and along with my amazing guests and co-hosts, we're going to be having some brutally honest and sometimes confronting conversations around all things of addictive behavior. Now, as it happens, I've been a hairdresser for 37 years, and during my career, I've met many people just like me that have also struggled in the many different areas of addiction. So our main focus of this podcast is to chat with as many people as possible from the hairdressing, barbering, and media industries, along with some pretty smart people that work in the fields of addiction to get a deeper understanding of why so many of us struggle with the balance of family, careers, health, and the day-to-day pressures of life. So if this sounds like an area you'd like to dive deeper into, make a cup of tea, sit back, and listen to Straight Edge, the podcast. Hello and season's greetings to a very special episode of Straight Edge, the podcast. We've been running this podcast now for about three months and we started off like most people when they start a podcast running completely blind into something we knew, no, well, certainly Lou and I knew nothing about. And this has been a journey and we wanted to take this opportunity to just thank all of our listeners and people that have downloaded our podcast and all the beautiful messages of support. And we thought, you know, on TV, there's quite often a Christmas special. And we thought, wouldn't it be lovely for the three of us? I'm going to say I'm a bit like Charlie and the the, the lovely ladies are my angels. And uh, so for the first time outside of Waterloo Studios, um, which is where this podcast was really born, Um, we're now on a platform where we can be in our own homes and Lou is up in the middle part of Australia in Port Macquarie. Good morning, Lou. How are you? Good morning. How are you? And Amy is... Hi, Amy. Amy is in in my front room. I'm in the other room. So (laughs) 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 we're looking at each other on the screen and... um, you know, and I'm. I just want to say a massive thank you to both of you for. You know, we never knew what we were going to do, where where this was going to go. We had an idea, like most startup businesses or whatever it is. It's not a business. It's something we all donate our time for. We do it for free, and we just want to you know get that message out there to help hopefully as many people as possible. But so, Merry Christmas, ladies. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How's everything been going? How's the build up to Christmas? Amy, I know you've got. You know, the little kids, Lou, you've got the bigger ones. How's it been? It's been good. Yeah, same. It's been good, busy, you know, this time of year, getting everyone prepared and, um, you know, getting the kids sorted and they finish school now. So it's a bit hectic. Yeah. What do we do with them? <laughs> <laughs> they're running around. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But they're excited. With They're still in that excited mode at the moment with Santa coming, you know, so that's I quite nice. Like I say, we, we started this journey together and um, the way it started was when I wrote the article for uh, Hair Biz about coming clean about sobriety and that's where Louise and I connected and we'd had a conversation for a little while about where, and I'm, the reason why I'm recapping this, because if you're a listener and you're listening for the first time and you think, what's this podcast all about? Because thankfully our numbers are skyrocketing, so we're, we're getting more and more base every week, which is thank you. So thank you for everyone that's that's tuning in um, every week by the looks of it. We can see the same numbers coming through as soon as the podcast drops. So for that, we are extremely grateful. But one of the things that, you know, from from writing that article, this is how this podcast was born. Lou said, I think we can do something to a wider voice, certainly within our industry. And one of the things that we've realized, obviously, by meeting Amy, who's, thank you, Amy, for putting all this thing together for all your hard work, because you were the one that amazing made it become fruition and and before I go rabbiting on even more I know that yeah sure none of you really understand what goes into the back end of these that when we do these podcasts there's so many issues with streaming internet there's delays we lose pictures we you know we've got studios booked out or whatever it may be we've had to really think on our feet and diversify and on top of that, we def- we have to do our social media play- thing. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you, Amy, for all of the hard work that you do. We're obviously being a mum, but doing the kids, the school run, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. what's been your biggest takeaway out of these last three months, Amy? Oh, so many. Um, just like you, Clive, I think, you know, when we first started this, 
Uh, even though I, you know, I come from a podcast producer background. Um, so I understand that process, but I guess I wasn't expecting to have my mind opened quite as far as it has been with all of our guests, all of their stories, things, you know, that just listening to uh, just so interesting, you know, (laughs) every time we do an episode and I'm just like, wow, I just want to keep asking more questions. You know, like I'm actually really enjoying every interview that we do. Um, but there are obviously, you know, a few things that, that stand out, a few funny things along the yeah. way as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think one of the, the, the funny, I mean, I loved interviewing you, Clive, you, me interviewing you for our very first episode was amazing because I've known your story, but even when we were recording it, I was like, wow, yeah. I didn't know that, you know? And, um, it was just such a great foundation for us to start this whole process Thank together, you. you know? Um, and, and I think a lot of people were able to really connect to you and see straight away what we were trying to do with this podcast. Um, you know, and then obviously me and Lou what came up next and uh I think all of us were just like really it terrified was, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. those oh my goodness those first few like days once we put the podcast out we were just ringing each other and texting each other like oh my god have we done the right thing like is this going to be all right is it going to be well received but this you is know, the stigma so. isn't it around addiction when, when we've all got those dark parts of our you know personalities as such or character traits or whatever I remember distinctly when we were in the salon and we pressed okay let's just send and putting it out there to the world that you've got issues with drugs alcohol gambling whatever it may be is a real brave step and I can remember us all going especially when as all three of our episodes dropped it was like are you sure you want to do this are you sure you want to do this and and thank you for yeah. and Lou as well for being so brave in in coming to putting an idea together and actually going to a studio. I can remember before I as I was just about to start my episode, I looked at my Apple Watch and my heart rate was 142. Right? Wow! <laughs> it was wow. like, and I, it doesn't get that high when I'm swimming with sharks. So that gives you some idea of how. Uh, um, <laughs> Lou, what was your uh, you know, if you look back over the, the last three months, what would you say would be your highlight? <sighs> uh, look, I, I have really, um, I've really enjoyed connecting with the two of you. I've, I have really, I've loved that. Um, getting to know you both, getting to know you both on a personal level. And then I've, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know everybody that we've interviewed um and realizing that i don't know the people that the people that we're interviewing they're just normal people yeah you know sometimes yeah. we have we have a perception of a person when you get to when you get to know people on a personal level and they become vulnerable um it, ch- it changes your perception it everyone that we have had the privilege of getting to know and um, finding out more about them. I I just feel really honored and I feel, I feel very blessed and privileged to, for them to be able to share their story. Yeah. it's it's... And to be a part of that. I think I feel really privileged. And, and I think there's that thing again, going back to stigma when you hear people when you're when you are out there doing what you're doing drinking you know whatever and just running your own race and you hear of people that have decided to get sober or whatever it may be you you kind of think of them as well well they must be special or they must be you know whatever but I'm not like them and when you really tip when one of the things that I've picked up on this journey is is that and certainly since I've been sober for excuse me four and a half years and the people that I've met we're all the same. There's no difference. We've all got the same, mm. in, and that comes up every no. episode. On, on you know that yeah. that voice in our head that tells us that we're not good enough, or whatever it may be, or you know we're not strong enough. Or, 
then it gets louder and louder and we're all normal and we're all fighting our demons every day and a lot of it's to do you know with with being a bit lonely sometimes we like we feel alone um yeah one 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 of the funny things that and i'm going to address the elephant in the room here is is that my (laughs) wife especially will say to me because none of us well actually amy does um but this is completely new to me of talking on a podcast and that is that we we've all three of us and not just the three of us but a lot of our guests it must be an australian thing when we when we think of a comma when a comma comes in a sentence we use the phrase you know and my wife will go you know you know you know <laughs> and and when you listen back to the episode you go oh my god i said you know 27 times um yeah so, <laughs> you know, just two, like shoot me. And it's when shoot you've got a now. pause when you're thinking, <laughs> you go, you know, you know. So that's quite, and yeah, I, I thought that yeah. would be quite funny to to discuss, you know, that we uh, we do we do fucking say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that and 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 that that's that's why I was like I took so long to get that out <laughs> when you asked me about, and I was just like. I was really conscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you say you know. <laughs> because I sent you guys a message the other night saying, Oh my god, slap me. <laughs> slap me if you hear me. Yeah. I, I was in the I was in the back <laughs> I read your message, I was in the back of an Uber and it really made me laugh because it's something that yeah. I've been I think we're all aware of. It. And Amy tells me that when she's editing, she's oh. like Oh my God. I said, you know, you know, you know. And a lot of our guests say it as well. So it is an Australian thing. Um, journey. I've had the privilege of working with Anthony Whitaker on Grow My Salon Business podcast. And, you know, he runs a very professional outfit. Um, and he talks about, you know, the, how he gets software to take out repeated, repetitive words and things like that. Um, but if we took out all the you knows in ours, we'd probably end up with a 25 minute podcast. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Uh, it's fun. And, and yeah. to give us a little words of encouragement, when you start these things, it's like starting a salon. It's like starting a business. Like when Kelly and I started our salon, we'd, we'd cut everyone's hair we knew within the first four days. And we looked at each other and went, right, we now better learn how to run a business. And you've got to put yourself in a place yeah. of vulnerability to be able to grow. And I see this as a great opportunity for us all growing and by, while we're growing, we're helping people along the way. And uh, there's, another, there's another sober Definitely. podcast in Sydney, and I'm going to give them a plug because they do some amazing stuff. It's called Sober Awkward. And I noticed on their socials that mm. they won podcast of the year. And they started and amazing. I can't remember her name now, but there's two of them and on the podcast, and they have some amazing guests on there. And they said, not bad, considering we were up against some really professional outfits and we started this whole thing in our bedroom. Yeah. And, and and again, it's that opposite to addiction is connection. And I really connected with their story. I'm like, what you guys are doing is amazing. And so yeah. We're, bring, yeah. we're bringing awareness around, you know, ours are slightly different. It's not just all about drinking. It's about all areas of addictive behavior. But just knowing yeah. that there's other people on the same path that have achieved success no matter whatever you're doing, if it's you're running a market store, if you're you know trying to sell jaffles at the kids' fate, whatever, or you're running a podcast, you're running a business, we've all got that fear and we could easily turn around, get out of bed on a Monday morning, which it is here in Sydney, and just go too hard. Don't want to put myself yeah. in that situation. And so yeah. congratulations, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> to all of us. Yeah, I think yeah. it's been so um, great to explore so many different areas of um addictive addiction and addictive behaviors right because again there's things that i've learned you know along the way i mean if we look at all the things we have explored you know yes there's been alcohol drugs you know substances that people associate with addiction but then we've had little injections of things like i remember when we did the interview with andrew addy uh, there was quite a few funny moments in there that really tickled me. He he was such a great guest. Um, but we also touched upon sober sex, which yeah. is something that nobody talks about, right? You know, yeah. like um, it was really fascinating listening to his story and journey and perception of it. And and again, I think the the biggest thing I've learned with every guest is that 
once somebody makes that decision to become clean of whatever the addicted addiction is or addictive behavior, they are able to go into that place of vulnerability that we find amazing and look at them and admire them. But to them, it's because they've shed everything to do with that addiction. There's no fear there anymore. So that vulnerability that we admire is actually them being free. I think that's what I've seen. The difference between, you know, people who are slowly on the journey to giving something up versus someone who's fully done it can go to such a deep, honest, raw, vulnerable place. And it's not a problem to them because they're, they're kind of, they've shed all the, the, the crap that goes with it. So they've got nothing to be scared of. You know what I mean? I do. And, <laughs> yeah. And I, th- yeah. I think that one of the things that's been very prevalent in my recovery is, is learning a new way to live. It's not just about, I remember hearing very early on in my journey that I don't need drugs and alcohol to create chaos in my life. And I remember thinking to yeah. myself, that's, that's rubbish. Cause if you took the drugs and alcohol out of my life, I'd have nothing to worry about. And then it was a massive, it's constant, it's a constant journey of learning how to do life without it. And going back to Andrew's episode, I love the fact that he said his first dates are at 8.30 on a Saturday morning and it's a coffee. It's not going out for drinks in the evening, which obviously we've all been in that situation where it's led to utter carnage and other things. But sometimes it's been amazing and sometimes it's been, oh my Lord. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so learning that new way to live is a is it's it's like any addiction, it's progressive, and so is recovery. So each week you learn something. Yeah. As we've mentioned, you have your first birthday, your first um Christmas, your first thing without alcohol or drugs or whatever it may be. There's many, many firsts. And it's at this time of year where a lot of people will will I know I know some friends of mine that are having their first sober Christmas and They've had their first Christmas party and there's a horrible fear around, do I leave early when everyone's getting absolutely wasted? Do I, I don't want to be seen by the company as being, I'm a, you know, I'm a bit of a killjoy, but this is important to me. So the thing is, is that realistically, we're so concerned about what other people think. Most people are just so obsessed with themselves. They're not really thinking about us. It's, It's only, nobody puts more time and effort into thinking about the way we act and feel than the way we do. And we can yeah. be our biggest yeah. critic. And um, yeah. yeah, so it's... Um, I think drinking drinking's are an interesting thing. And obviously we are, like you said, Clive, at that, that time of year where it's very prevalent and it's socially not just accepted, but expected. Yeah. Um, and it's such a weird substance. I think going on this journey, you look at it and you go, right, so if you don't drink... You're a killjoy. You're a bit of a loser. What's wrong with you? But if you drink too much, you're a loser. You can't handle <laughs> it, and you're a loser. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, well, how how do you win with that? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, what's the acceptable part in the middle? And um, you're just a loser if you go one way or the other. And it's you know, it's stupid, really. It's about having that it's about doing it for you and how you feel like I got invited to the most beautiful Christmas soiree yesterday. It was stunning. It was, there was beautiful food. There was waiters, there was the bar and that the the thing, the party started at four and my wife and I went and we, we spoke about it on the way home when we drove home, drive there and drive home. It's fabulous. And you know, I, there you go again. I said it again, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was really lovely to go and just a couple of people said to me, oh, you don't drink. Oh, can we come back and talk about this later? Uh, but I'd love to chat to you. And I'm in s- such a nice place where I just go and have – I got really dressed up yesterday. I really made an effort. and Because nice. uh, I knew it was going to be a beautiful scene. and it, And I left having – been in a beautiful scene and knowing that I not trashed it. Jane and I spoke about it on the way home. We went, she said to me, can you imagine? She goes, about right about now, you and I would be kicking into fifth gear and we'd be moving the chairs yeah. and the tables out the way. We'd be like, get some disco on. Let's get this yeah. party started. 
and you know, and secretly I would have gone outside and called a dealer, and you know, let's yeah. and, and 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 that secrecy thing. We came yeah. home. We had beautiful food. We watched, you know, this show that we're watching. We went to bed, and I've woken up to do this today. Nice. It's nice. the person who who party it was put a post on our group that we're in at one twenty four this morning um saying thank you and I was like wow if I'd have been up till one thirty this morning he was probably cleaning up but you know it was just it's a different world and yeah um yeah and and I look at it and I'm excited about it you know yeah it is it's great I love getting tucked up with the kids the kids go to bed at nine o'clock and I'm half an hour later you know and um I'm all right with that you know I yeah. don't mind I love I, I you know I get to enjoy all of that stuff with the kids you know which is lovely but I think I don't know about you guys as well but like I say just going back to um this journey and and our exploration of of addictions the fast the most fascinating part of it for me was when we did the episodes with Giselle on uh porn addiction um and the gaming because these are kind of newish things over the last let's say 30 years where um you know new technology has enabled these kind of things to come along but people still don't seem to want to accept that it's an addiction and that it still Mm. lights up all the same parts of the brain as drinking does or taking drugs you know um with the dopamine and all of that kind of fix and I think yeah definitely the kind of the 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 porn one was the most shocking to me and uh, quite scary when I thought about my own children what they're going to be potentially exposed to what the stats were just blew me away I was like Mm. whoa my goodness you know I was I was quite scared about that um it's really scary really really scary yeah and you from just a, from a from a parental point of view exactly and even with the gaming one that we did only last week with Harry talking about like the new worlds of technology that are coming along with the virtual reality um it, it worries me I guess when I when I think about it because I think it's been proven gaming has been proven to be addictive but then they're taking it to the next level where they're putting anyone can access this virtual reality space and how do they decipher especially kids how can they then decipher between what's real and what's not real do you know what I mean and that that fantasy yeah and and that that's that's quite scary to me. I know lots of people are excited about it, and it's like, woo, look at this new thing. But but I find it, yeah. You should listen to the episode. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> it's, uh, I find it, yeah, very fascinating. Well, these people who create these games, um, you know, they they take um, emotion, and I mean, they they want you to be hooked, don't they? Yeah, because the more they want, they want they they want to suck you in. Yeah, because the the more hooked in you are, the more you'll spend, the more time you'll spend playing, and the more potential money you'll spend on the game. So you know, and um, and that's the same as anything. Like there are there are those fortunates among us that can go and have one glass of wine. They can just go and go. Well, that's it. I'm done. There are those people that can go. You know what? I'm going to play Fortnite for an hour and I'll put it down. But the way, and I think one of the okay, let's think of a word that wasn't that wasn't around two years ago that I'm now hearing all the time is algorithm, and it's social media. Yeah. It's it's we've spoken about the marketing that goes on with the alcohol, you know, attack, uh, attracting the the female drinkers, the Aperol spritz, the mummy wine culture. It's target marketing, and it's as a Harry explained about the different skins. Mum, I need to get to the next level. How do you get to the next level? You got to play. It's about keeping, and let's be honest. We we run businesses in social media. What's you know? Yeah. We have to have social media for our businesses to survive. And what's the one thing that comes up at every single staff meeting? How do we get our engagement better? How do we get our, our customers coming back to our page? Are we going to be posting stuff about hair? Are we going to be posting stuff about? Are we going to be winning a prize this week? 
We're all doing yeah. it. We're all doing it. Yeah. And, I, you know, I had a beautiful conversation and, and session yesterday with Harry's dad that came over. I see a lot of um, Harry's dad, obviously. And we listened to Harry's podcast together. And it was it was really – and we're, really, we're both really super proud of him. And, you know, he's, he was saying, he said, you know, he did – he was always outside on his scooter. He was he played football every week. You know, he was out there. He wasn't in that just just gaming all the time. But what's interesting is, is as he's got older, I've got some downtime. That's what I'm going to do, and that's what happens with with us. With, with with me, it was like as a previous relationship said to me, you can't spend two minutes by yourself, Clive. With the minute you've got half an hour, you're down the pub and you're talking to strangers, and you're that's your that's yeah. your world. That was my escapism. So we've all, it's, mm. it's life. It's, it's just, it's, you can't escape it. So it's not criticizing anybody for no. doing whatever. But one of the things is, is that one of the things that has become very prevalent in all of our, or most people's lives over the last few years is well-being, mental health. Yeah. And what we're doing mm. is, well, what is going to make us feel happier? One of the yeah. things that I've learned on this journey is, is that I thought alcohol was making me happier. I thought it was making me funnier. But when I really analyze it, it was making me miserable because I got to that point. But yeah. as you hear with Sarah, with the gray area drinking, with, you know, um, there is that whole part of society where we all take a look at ourselves and say, do we, do, you know, is it good for me to have bacon and eggs every day? Is it good for me to sit in front of a TV and and do nothing is it good and so we just question everything that we we do in life and then decipher is this is is this my in my best interest or is is this going to serve me any purpose and that's what this podcast Mm -hmm. is what i can see is all about it's just questioning like beautiful job on the socials you put out last week amy with the shopping and Mm. lou if, if i could mention this i i've i don't think i've ever met your husband but i think of him all the time because you tell me that he listens to the podcast when he's mowing the grass. And for some reason, mm. I visualize your husband when I'm recording. I'm, I hope he's going to like this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and um, you said you rang me on Friday night, or I called you on Friday night, uh, about an article for, for the magazine. And I said, oh, I can't remember what the context was, but your husband shouted out in the back. It was 10.30 at night, and your husband said, yeah, you're still bloody working, right? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like, like <laughs> yes. and I know you've spoken about yeah. you just work. And when I saw yeah. you constantly work, and when I saw the post about, oh, do you work? Do you shop too much? Do you gamble too much? Do you do you work? Are you, are you a workaholic? Is your relationship and that social feed of the couple sitting in bed with their phones? Jane and I just pissed yeah. herself. That's how we go to bed. Like she's yeah, like, oh yeah. look at this reel, oh look at this, look at this dog, and, yeah. like, and then you and then you just look <laughs> at each other and go, the fuck are we doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, have you listened to the sober sex episode yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, um, I know that's it. That because we like you said, yeah. we all we all do it without realizing it. Yeah. And that was the yeah. first ever thing we said. The first ever thing we said on the on the first episode with you, Clive, was if you think that you are not prone to addiction, try putting your phone down for just the weekend and see what happens, right? Yeah. It's really hard yeah. because we are literally I'm addicted. I'm excited next year to talk to some. I've already got an, an amazing list of people lining up to join us. Um, yeah, we're very lucky. I was, I was How talk- lucky have we been, guys? Can I just say we have been so lucky with our <laughs> guest list so far. We've, we've had we've had the most amazing guests. They really have, like, like the, the so most grateful. I just and, can't and, believe yeah. how lucky we've been, really. All, all, all the people yeah. have given us a chance. <laughs> you know, I'm speaking to, I can't wait to do this interview, I'm speaking to a, a DJ, a female DJ that's massive in Europe, who's I saw on social media is 15 years sober, just so mm. turns. Um, we've got a mutual friend, bizarrely, that just six degrees of separation, and she's agreed to come on the podcast. So how you can go out and DJ and be 15 years sober and do the big party scene, I'm super excited. I do yeah, want to right. acknowledge as well that we have definitely got a core following of listeners and people that comment on our social media. And I want to do a big shout out to all of you for supporting us on this journey. And 
and being so supportive. There's there's a few names that I just constantly see that like our posts. Um, and um, Amy was saying, as soon as the episode drops, there's always that core number of downloads straight away. And yeah, it's amazing. We, I notice it with my with our clients when they come in. It's interesting. People that I didn't even know followed the podcast were like, I'm up to the Louis episode or I'm up to the so-and-so. How good was Eden Sassoon? And I'm yeah. like, oh, do you listen? And they're like, yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm not an alcoholic, but I find it all fascinating. And that yeah. is brilliant. And I, and I want to, that tells me that we're saying something that people want to listen to. Um, our biggest, um, most amount of downloads was Niall from Ireland. And thank you, Niall. And we've got so many people have reached out to us asking us for a list, you know, can we do another one? So you'd be pleased to know that is happening very soon. And it's Yay. a follow-up one. Um, I just went on a banter there about Lou's husband mowing the grass and it went somewhere else. There's, there's my head. <laughs> no, 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 that's all right. I, I guess, I guess um, what, what I wanted to touch on and I guess what I wanted to say was that um, and uh, Clive, you mentioned it at the beginning that um, when you were talking about the other sober podcast is that this is not just about sobriety, about sobriety. Um, and it's not, it's not just about addiction either. There's there's people out there uh, every day who might have a drink every afternoon, and and that's okay. Or they shop, or they game, or you know, just because you drink, and just because you game, and just because you shop or pick up your phone, it doesn't mean that you have an issue. But when you start to question yourself and your actions and your behaviours, and I, I think that's when you need to dig deeper. Is this in my yeah. best interest? Is this good? Does that make sense? Yes, one hundred percent. It is because yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the most of oh, us when you realise, yeah, sorry, Clive. When well, you... we're we're not here. We're not here banging on a drum and saying that you know follow us. You can't drink and no, yeah. No uh, way. It, it, it's yeah. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. And it's it, it's more like that. Take uh, to what what degree? If you feel like it's affecting your life somewhat, um, that's mm. usually the point where you're like, okay, I might need to stop mm. this. You know, even Harry said mm. that with gaming. You know, he was like, yeah, there's times when I think, oh, I should probably, you know, clean up or do some homework or whatever. I've, I've always said that. You, if you no longer you can't stop doing something that you no longer enjoy, then you must you must yeah. question: Is this in my best interest? Is this going to make me happy? Do I need yeah. this mm. in my life? And mm. it could be, it could be the job you're in, it could be anything, and that's one yeah. of the things. Mm. And I think it's all about it's it's about how you see yourself, how you value yourself, what integrity you have with the people around you. One of the things that we, Harry's dad and I spoke about yesterday, it's when, when you are, he said to me, you can't ignore the fact that if you're gaming from 6 p.m. at night till 4 or 5, 6 in the morning, it's got a detrimental effect on who you, how you interact with your other family members, how you interact with, you know, how you turn up for work, how you, your, your mindset. All of us know yeah. that we've, I have done so many thousands of weekends where I've gone out and he partied hard and had the time of my life. And I, mind you, I can, I need to point out that they all became a blur. I can't single out one that was really that fantastic, but I know I had a good time, mm. but come Wednesday, I was watching the news and I'd see something that would reduce me to tears. My emotions were so up and down and the roller coaster and the knock-on effect from that night out or that weekend out was so massive that I, yeah. I don't know if, and we've all done it. I'm never drinking again. I'm never doing. And then you, you know, you've got that. We've spoken about it. You, that part of your memory doesn't exist. You remember what you did. You don't doesn't remember how you felt. So you go, well, yeah. it wasn't that bad. I'll do yeah. it again. Well, you know, the waking up at two or three o'clock in the morning with anxiety. Yeah. Or, or for your yeah. ninth you know, piss, that's, that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why did you do? Why did you say that when I just got a mouthful of water? 
Yeah. But it's true. It's true. Oh. I'm really lucky. I'm I'm just so looking forward to what what's to come with us all. And I think, like Lou said at the start, for me, can it been really getting to know you guys on a deeper level has just been such a blessing. I just think the three yeah. of us have got our own little mini community now where we check in with each other and it's just really, yeah. really nice to have that. That's been yeah. that's been amazing for me. Um, and I really want to get like a a proper brain doctor, you know, like a specialist that can, you know, like there's a guy that I follow in the U S is actually called Dr. Amen. (laughs) I love it. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) And, um, he's like one of the top experts, um, in the world who talks about every different type of like chemical thing reaction in the brain the dopamine the serotonin you know he call it talks a lot about addiction um and i'd yeah i'm fascinated by that stuff you know how our brains actually work because i just think the other big thing that i've learned in this journey is the the, the judgment that comes with addiction you know that then creates the shame and this more secrecy and all of those things that happen when, mm. I, when actually there's science behind it, there, there's some element of, of DNA, there's some element of chemical imbalance, and there's some element of choice. You know what I mean? And mm. so I think we, I'm just, we can't judge people is what I'm trying to say. No, no. And a lot, a lot of the people that we've spoken to and, and, and stories about ourselves, a lot of this stems from when we're young. And our our frontal lobe um, for a, a, a male and a female are not they're not developed when we're when we're kids when we're teenagers yeah you know our ability to to choose our ability to um, for decision making our ability to process it, it's not developed you know mm. and. A lot, a lot of what happens uh, when we're younger, and a lot of trauma. Yeah, we're not we're not equipped to deal with it. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. I mean, and mm. I look back and just randomly think what was a big turning point for me in this process, and it was again. You talk about when you interviewed me, Amy. You, there's things you didn't know, like when we inter- when we interviewed Pete Lorimer. I've known Pete for many years. You know, we don't speak, we probably speak twice a year because of the geographical of where we live, but we've known each other. I went to his wedding, but I never had any idea of the extent of his using or or of his music career. Like when he said, and who walked down the stairs? George fucking Michael. And, you know, and he's producing producing (laughs) records for some of the greatest artists. Now, I've known Pete a long time and I knew he was good at being a music producer, but I'd never, was that busy. I never bothered to really ask. But he said something in his podcast, right? And he said, I looked up at the sky and I said, God, make it stop. And I, for somebody that had been most of my life for spending it as an atheist on the journey Mm -hmm. that I've been on of recovery and it's part of with the 12 step program, more and more I'm realizing this spiritual program that I'm on and it's, Mm. it's, uh, it's learning a new way to live. It's, it's having the desire to, to make, make my life better. And the thing is that like, I, I quite often, I said on Friday when I was at a meeting, I, 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 there was some things when I came in and I said, I'm not, I'm not doing the God thing. And I refuse to admit that it's a disease and um, I can't remember what the third one was now, but there was three things. But it was interesting talking to Eden Sassoon when she spoke about being a dis-ease with yourself. Mm. I mm. was like, "Oh, there's that. That's a dis-ease with me." Um, I was so to talk about. Oh, that's the other thing, and and to say that you were as a level of insanity. I didn't agree with that either. I thought I was quite sane at the time. When I, yeah. even though I was in a mess, but I thought I had all my marbles. When I look back, what the meeting that I go to on Friday nights is actually held in a church. I've never been to church so much in my life. I go every yeah. Friday, so there's, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, well, the, the the God thing is actually whether I like it or not. I'm mm-hmm. here, 
But to give you the level of insanity, I spent the first month sitting in that church looking at the stained glass windows, listening to people's stories, but I was so distracted by thinking how I could turn it into a new limelight nightclub and where I was going to put the DJ booth and <laughs> and where the bar was going to go. And I thought if I had loads of money, this would be the best club in Sydney. And I now, yeah. I now have the beautiful thing of hindsight of looking back mm. on my journey and what I do today, and it's having that constant, re, uh, you know, I've been in that situation on the 11th of June when I hit rock bottom, God make it, God help me. Yeah. So there's a part of my life where you call it a higher power, a God. It's a you know a, a, a spiritual program, but by following a sp- spiritual program, I become a better version of me because I'm more conscious mm. of the people around me. I'm more conscious of what I say comes out of my mouth, how it could you know potentially yeah. be damaging. Um, but I'm also I'm the essence of me is still here. I'm still Clive, and I'm still all those fears about if you stop drinking, I won't be funny. I'm pretty comfortable with the level of comedy that I put into my life, and I still <laughs> overstep overstep the mark. But there's been a big journey for me too because I've heard things along the way, as I mentioned, Eden, Pete. In every episode, I've heard mm, something yeah. where I've gone, "Ah, oh, that's awesome." And I really, I really connect I totally with that. Agree. And hopefully yeah. there's many so. other people yeah. that listen to this podcast. And if you haven't listened to some of these episodes that we're talking about, every single one of them is very different and mm. it's, it's yeah. unique. Um, I know. And, and that, that's what I've loved about it is that everyone has, you know, got their own the story and own take on it. Uh, no two people are the same. And like, you know, I know you guys did an interview uh, with your friend over in the US um, who, you know, went on a much deeper kind of spiritual journey with his recovery. Um, And people are often scared of the word God and what it means. Um, And, the you know, the I guess the religious aspect of of that word. Yeah. Rather than our self-connection you know, and what that gives you. Um, And uh, like you said, Clive, becoming a better version of yourself. You know, I think for me, I I honestly really feel for myself, and this I can only ever talk for myself, that by us doing this podcast, I am becoming a better version of myself. From the conversations that we're having, from our relationships, from self-reflection, you know, it's taking that time to step back and look at yourself and go, do I like what I see? And Mm. if not, how can I change that? How can I be a a better person, a better friend, a better mum, you know, um, and and make different decisions when I look at that? You mentioned that, didn't you, Lou, after Louis's interview? There was something Louis said. Yes. Um, What was that again? I can't remember. Uh, he spoke. He spoke about um, only having, uh, only bringing into his body and mind positivity, goodness. Yeah. So that's not just by the way of diet, by you know um, feeding his body. He was talking about feeding his body, mm. and with whatever he puts into his body, whether that be through his ears, through his mouth, through his, you know, whatever, um, is for it to be good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you consume. And I, whatever you consume. Yeah. And I loved that. I, I really, um, that was one thing I, I took. It's a, a little gold nugget for me. I love. Was that's really cool. I love Louis's uh, episode. I love them all, but Louis was was amazing. And also with having a celebrity clientele that Louis has, I can't tell you when we looked at our socials and uh, Vicky McClure, the famous actress, which I noticed last week got awarded an MBE for her work with through the Dementia yes, Choir. Yes, I saw that. It's got wow. close, that. close to a million yes. followers on Instagram, commented on our socials and, and Louis's thing. So yeah. thank you, Louis. Um, I'm a big fan of Vicky McClure. I think she's a, she's mm. an amazing actress and amazing. Um, mm. I keep saying amazing. They're, they're, that that along with you know, and it was. And what's the other thing? I, <laughs> that, that other thing I said at the beginning. I'm very excited to talk to these guests. Yes. I'm very excited. <laughs> We've all got shit going on. 
Uh, <laughs> so I'm funny. So excited. I, I, I think... <laughs> Actually, you know what you do uh, say, my... Clive? You say, I'm super excited. Super excited. <laughs> super, Not just super excited. Because yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm super special. Oh, uh, I, think, um, I think one thing, uh, I, as I said, when, uh, when you first asked me, when we first started uh, our podcast today, I guess the, the biggest thing for me is that, you know, we, we see people on social media and – Everyone looks like they've got their shit together, but in actual fact, they don't. Yeah. And we're all normal. We're all human. The the most successful people, everyone has a story. And I think that, that that's a big thing for me is that I'm, I've, I'm learning to not get so caught up in comparison. Yeah comparing myself to others yeah um that that has been a gold nugget a key takeaway for me yeah is that you know we all we all have something we all have a story we all have defects of character um self-doubt we all have we all compare ourselves the most successful people all compare themselves and, that, and that's due to a lot of it's due to social media because you wouldn't see that before you would you know you'd be down no. you'd, you'd be down doing your own thing on the weekend as well you know what everyone's doing on the weekend because it comes up on your feed before you go to bed uh, yeah. and if you yeah, talk exactly. about comparing yourself and where you think people have got it all made we've mentioned a couple of books that i've read since i've been doing this podcast one of which is matthew perry's book um as you mm. know he's battled with addiction his whole yes. life so we yeah. spoke about how when he, he was earning a million over a million dollars a week dating Julia Roberts, he had the biggest sitcom TV show in US history. He had the, at the time the number one film with the whole nine yards with, with the biggest movie star at the time, Bruce Willis. And he was so lonely. He was so unhappy. Yeah. I'm in the middle of, and if you haven't, if you're, if you're English and you were growing up in the eighties like me and you were part of the whole club scene that with all the different diversity that was going on at the time dj fat tony has got a book called i don't take requests is an audio book it's on spotify or buy the book it is i'm um, two-thirds of the way through it it would made me relive my youth and the clubs and the thing he grew up with boy george he had a really troubled upbringing and he pushed and if you go onto his social media you'll see a picture it comes i think it's the 12th of january is his sober date You'll see what he looked like when he went into rehab compared to what he looks like now. I think he's, wow. he's just turned 60. And how that man, I've just got up to the part where he's just gone into rehab in Bournemouth. And I, I mean, my, my not that we compare addictions, but we were talking about comparing ourselves to other people. Mm. There, There is, if you've got a family member or a loved one that's gone so far down a hole with addiction, where you think that they are close to death or look like or appear to be close to death, I recommend you re you listen to, I've, I'd listen to it because Tony reads it on the audio book. Wow. It is the most confronting and yet inspiring book. Mm. I think I thought Matthew Perry's was confronting until I listened yeah. to DJ Fat Tony's. And wow. it is I, I wouldn't mm. maybe suggest it for a Christmas holiday read because it's quite intense, yeah. but I, but it is, it is, I mean, yeah, when they got, he put, he systematically pulled out all his teeth and, and he was in, he, wow. he, you know, he was, he would diagnose with HIV positive in 2001. He was, wow. he was literally, he lost his house. His house was repossessed and he still thought he was, you know, his feet were rotten because of the drugs coming out of his system. Oh, and my goodness. uh you know it's, i mean it's just beyond human existence that someone could survive that and it is mm. a story of strength and hope it is a story of carnage it did make me as i say i was living in london at the time of the wag i was doing my apprenticeship at the time of the wag club and limelight and all the different clubs that he mentions with boy george and all the george michael and you know and he does mention in the book george, boy george and and tony was round at george michael's house 6 months before he passed away which was coming up on Boxing Day, actually. George Michael died on Boxing Day. Oh, I don't know. gosh, yeah. Um, and they said, we tried to get him into recovery. And George, he said, this proved to me, you cannot force someone into recovery. He said, I'd been sober about six years at this stage. And George O'Dowd, or boy George, as you'd know him, 
and Tony came away in a taxi and they said, I don't think he's got long. I think in the next few days we're going to start seeing ambulances turning up or even at worst still it's going to be a hearse because he's gone past the point that we can help him. And he said, and when you listen to Tony, he was at that place. But thankfully, and if you talk about a spiritual program, something got him into that room to get to get clean and to wow. attempt it. Mm. And so on wow. the surface of our level of addiction compared to mm. um other people's and you never compare we're all you know when you if you if your life has become unmanageable and you no longer can do life as you want to see it then you do have a problem you need to sort it but some mm. people yeah. there are mm. some unfortunate people that have to hit a rock bottom that is beyond my certain yeah. comprehension and yeah it's, yeah. A, it's an amazing book to read yeah um, wow it's amazing um wow ladies guys we're getting close to the hour is there anything you want to add in any shouts you want to go oh i want to do a personal shout out to louise's husband i know he's halfway through the grass by now and, um... <laughs> <laughs> no he 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 mowed yesterday i think it was so <laughs> oh. i just want to wish Getting you both uh, yeah a very merry christmas and shout out to everyone at home that's listening um, we're going to do a couple of these uh, and get get ourselves ready for 2024 and everything that's coming um, and hope that everyone, you know, wherever you're at and whatever you're doing with your life, there's certainly never any judgment here from any of us. We are only just nice. doing this podcast to shed some light um and hopefully you guys get something out of it at home just as we have done it's a journey for us just recording it yeah and and so you know we hope that you guys will stay tuned and listen to us in the new year with all of our new guests that are going to be coming through and we'll just see where 2024 takes us because who knows (laughs) yes I, i i'd love to know also um if if any of our audience has questions yeah Definitely. Do they want to ask? Do they want yeah. to ask us anything? Is there is there something on their mind that they would like to know? Thank you, ladies, from the bottom of my heart. This wouldn't be possible without both of you, angels. I really am really super humbled by this whole experience. Um, thank you so much for for being part of this wonderful journey, and I too am excited to. To, to see what 2024 brings. Happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe um, and be happy, be merry. And be and um, this is Straight Edge, the podcast. Have a great Christmas. <laughs>